damn, programmatic is hot. Yeah, it is hot. Dude, pass me a cold PBR, would you? Okay, number one, I wasn't talking about the temperature. And number two, PBR is a shitty beer. Time to upgrade to an IPA. Uh, Okay, my bad. Guessing you were talking about programmatic job advertising being hot. Yeah, that shit is everywhere and all the kids are doing it. I know, man, but there's only one company that's been doing it since 2007. Damn, 2007? Hey, man, what wife were you on in 2007? I was on number one. We don't talk about her. Focus, dude. I'm talking about Pando IQ from our friends at Pando Logic. Pando IQ's programmatic recruitment advertising platform helps employers source talent faster and more efficiently than ever thanks to predictive algorithms, machine learning, and AI. Buzzword overdose alert. Yeah, Pando is on the cutting edge of programmatic while being deeply rooted in the recruitment industry. Pando IQ provides an end-to-end programmatic job advertising platform that delivers a significant increase in job ad performance without any wasteful spending to maximize the ROI on your recruitment spend. And their AI-enabled algorithms use over 48 job attributes and more than 200 billion historical job performance data points to predict the optimal job advertising campaign. The machine does all that shit. That shit sounds expensive. Think again, Cheeseman. Pando IQ provides an end-to-end job advertising solution that delivers a significant increase in job ad performance without any wasteful spending. Sold. How do I get started? Go to pandologic.com to request a demo and tell them Chad and Cheese sent you. Ooh, they have a chat bot too that we can talk to. Oh, kill me now. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. Oh, yeah. It's the uh, post-St. Patrick's edition of the Firing Squad. I'm, I'm a little hungover, Chad. How about you? Oh, yeah. Definitely. I'm, I'm not hungover, and I feel amazing just because I drank Guinness all last night. And that's how you feel when you drink Guinness. It's the best beer in the world. Very nice. I, I for one, don't want to hear the guns today because <laughs> I just don't want my brain to have to go through that. All right, let's welcome our uh, startup for this episode of Firing Squad. Today we are happy to welcome Talent Alpha, Ooh. not Alphaville, Talent Alpha and CEO and founder Prez Barent. Did I say that right? Pashemic. or Prez. Pashemic. Hello, everyone. He's like, he's like P. Diddy. He's either Puff Daddy or Diddy. He has a lot of different Thank names. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Yes, my name is Przemek, but I also go by Prez. That makes it slightly easier. Welcome to the show. And you are in Poland right now, correct? That is correct. Very nice. Dealing with your own coronavirus uh, issues, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, no St. Patrick's Day over here because we all we got locked down when it comes to our bars. So Yeah. Us too. We had to have it in our in our home, so I had to make sure we stockpiled enough Guinness and you know whiskey to ensure that we uh, we had a good time. Plenty of whiskey in my place. Good for you. All right, dude. Um, Chad, you want to give him the rules, and uh, we'll get to it. All right, Shemek. 
you will have two minutes to pitch Talent Alpha. At the end of two minutes, you'll hear the bell. Then Joel and I will hit you with rapid fire Q&A. If your answers start rambling, Joel will hit you with the crickets. And that means that you need to move along. Tighten up your game. Uh, But then at the end of Q&A, you're going to be graded with one of these three. Big applause. That just means get your bank account ready. Well done. Time to be sugar daddy. (laughs) Golf clap. You're getting there, but uh, you can do much better. Or what you do not want to hear is... Firing uh, squad. That means hit the bricks, close up shop, take your ass home, and put that drawing board away because this is not going to go anywhere very fast. Oh, my head. Any questions, Schmeck? I'm ready. Bring it on. All right. All right, Prez. Two minutes to pitch starting. Talent Alpha Human Cloud platform enables organizations to manage, measure, access, and share IT talent. We are building technology that allows organizations to get detailed understanding of their technology workforce and augment its capabilities. Our platform indexes unprecedented amount of data about specialists working in these organizations, going deep into their technical expertise, soft skills, and also psychometrics. Having best-in-class understanding of IT talent sitting in organizations using our platform, we unlock numerous applications of it, starting with Virtual Bench. There is a B2B2B, B2B2B marketplace that allows companies to share and access IT talent in what we call the tech teams on demand model. As of today, there are over 160 companies from 15 countries in Central and Eastern Europe using our technology, offering their capabilities of over 10,000 specialists to clients around the globe through our website, talent-alpha.com. Thanks to tapping into organizations and understanding their spare and future capacity, we can dispatch entire teams of IT professionals within hours of receiving a request. This maximizes time to productivity, not time to hire, as clients get a working unit that already has gone through all of the stages of building up the team. Number of enterprise-level clients are already testing Virtual Bench with us with a lot of success. Thanks to our proprietary Street data model, we capture up to 500 data points about every individual on our platform. On top of mapping skills, we measure competencies where possible. Our Talent Lab app enhances this model with capturing additional metrics such as working memory, perceptual speed, or task switching. We are already working on unlocking other use cases using core functionalities of our platform, including freelancer management, ATS lead capture, just to name a few on our roadmap. So to summarize, if your organization needs to quickly ramp up IT talent or needs to gain better visibility on the skills already in the house, Talent Alpha Human Cloud is your solution. Boom. And you can find you where? You can find us at uh, talent-alpha.com. Talent-alpha.com. Not always, but for the most part, yes. Prez, we're talking about open virtual benches. Let's let's dig into this a little bit further. So what it sounds like, and, and, and please, please help dig a little deeper into this, is that there there's great tech talent that's there and you have open benches for multiple companies to actually tap into the exact same 
talent. Is that is is that correct? That is correct. So what we discovered as we were building up uh, Talent Alpha is that in Central and Eastern Europe itself, there are over 25,000 25, small and medium-sized IT services companies, anywhere from like five to 500 people. Now, as we started digging into that, we realized that uh, they are not running on full utilization. So at any given point in time, 20 to 30% of their headcount uh, is unutilized. So when you look at this kind of uh, talent pool sitting out there, there are over 700,000 professionals kind of uh, sitting in this talent pool where 20 to 30% is uh, available at any given point in time for grasps. So what we decided to do is to connect the dots and basically uh, index talent sitting in these organizations and build kind of a virtual layer that allows other organizations who need to leverage IT talent to access them in this on-demand fashion. Okay, so these individuals, are they, are they working under Talent Alpha or are they actually working under these other companies and they're kind of lending their talent out, but they're doing this through your platform? How does that actually work? It's the latter, right? So if you are one of those small and medium-sized IT companies, you register on our platform, uh, you would then map out talent in your organization using our technology, and you tell us when these individuals become available for grasps, basically for sale, right? Uh, and then if the request, if we can find a matching request, we would basically bring the deal over to you. So uh, we are not hiring them directly. On the, on the contrary, for the clients who want to leverage our capabilities, we enter kind of as an alternative IT services vendor, giving clients access to this broad pool of talent coming from various organizations. Well, it sounds like you're more almost like an Uber per se. You know when the driver is available, uh, available to work, so you can actually just tap into that into one of these other companies. Is is that correct? I mean, they let you know the availability and then what you do is you make the match. Is that is that it? Well, there are different ways to think about it. Uh, this is one way that you described. Uh, another way is more of an Airbnb model, right? You have certain assets kind of at your disposal and you know when they are booked or not and you can then lend them out to others. Uh-huh. Yet another way we like to think about it is that what we are doing is the same thing that uh, AWS did to the IT infrastructure, right? Prior AWS, uh, uh, your service would be sitting on your premise, right? And now they got move to the cloud, we basically believe that the same can happen with uh, tech talent. Uh, They are sitting in somebody else's house, right? They are being uh, managed and operated over there, and we are granting you kind of live access to to their brain power. Prez, uh, maybe it's the hangover, but I'm I'm still a little bit fuzzy on, on what your objective is and who your competitors are. So when you go to the site, it looks very much like a people search engine. So the the initial thought is, you know, a hiring solved, a seek out, a hiring tool is your your competition. But what I'm hearing you say is more an Upwork or a Fiverr is your competition. Am I getting that wrong, or how would you describe uh, what side of the fence you're on? Are you a weird hybrid of both of those? I would say we are a hybrid of uh, traditional IT services firms. So think, you know, Accenture, Cognizant, EPAM, and the likes, right? Like large IT uh, outsourcing companies and uh, and a talent platform like Upwork or TopTal, right? What is different is the underlying business model 
Whereas uh, Toptal or Upwork would connect freelancers on the market, we tap mm -hmm. into existing companies and map out and uh, basically share the talents that is uh, working over there. Okay. How are you filling the database with talent? Are you tapping into a database? Are you scraping profiles? Are you buying them from, from a third party? How are you getting that data? So that's the beauty of the solution, right? We, we speak directly to the CEO or the owner of this company and we basically tell him, you know, uh, A, use our technology to better understand the people you have have already on board. B, use our technology to sell to your own clients and C, you know, we, make, we can actually bring you additional deals through our search engine that you just mentioned that is available on our website. So we, we don't have to find these individuals on the market. You know, we make one handshake, one contract, and we get access to 100 or 200 profiles at once. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Why, why would a company give you access to their talent pool? Because they want to build sales. Uh, as I mentioned, like many of these organizations are not running on full utilizations. They want to uh, bring more attractive projects. They would like to work for bigger, more established clients on more fancy technologies. And that's what we enable them to do. Because on the other side of the spectrum, who we are bringing to this equation are the large enterprises who are struggling with the tech talent gap, right? So uh, we, we are actually closing uh, or build, building a link that was uh, before not available. The smaller players, they could never sell to a very large enterprise for a number of reasons. They couldn't jump through the procurement hoops. You know, they didn't have the skill or the budgets to actually uh, make that sell. And we are closing and bridging that gap. So from, from my standpoint, this sounds almost like RPO, but taking RPO to the next level where you have recruitment process outsourcing and being able to use the bench that you have for other, other jobs. And I mean, that's really what RPO is. RPO has hundreds of companies that they work with, but yet they have the talent that they can dole out to those different projects. This is just done in, a, in a, an entirely different way where you're using talent that that company already has and you're leveraging that for different projects that they could prospectively work on so that the company that they actually work for, that, that they are the full-time employee of, gets paid off of that. Is that does that sound more in, in line? That is correct. I guess the only difference is that in the RPO model, uh, the, this uh, specific uh, IT specialist would be then, you know, ripped out of the organization where he or she is working right now and kind of hired on the client account. In our model, they keep working when they are working. And that's the beauty of the model, because what we are essentially doing, we are unlocking a new talent pool for many of these organizations. Reason being is that uh, many companies who are already on our platform, uh, they operate in very small cities, like cities you've never heard of before, you know, yes. like Toruń in Poland, you know, Kluge in Romania, right? Uh, uh -huh. Where the large guys are not fishing. Right. Uh, and, you know, back home in these uh, organizations, th th these companies are actually quite well recognized uh, companies to work for. So they have uh, so enjoying uh, quiet retention rates, et cetera. Right. And the cost base is much smaller. So there are various benefits of that model. 
So how many companies currently are utilizing your platform as the providers of talent, number one? And number two, how many companies are using your platform to be able to, to, to dig into use talent? So how many of them have projects versus how many of them have people? Right. So uh, there are 160 of them who are using our technology to map their talent and basically make their talent available through our network. How many people in those 160? Over 10,000 right now. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then the, the demand side of the equation, we only started unlocking uh, last November, so it's relatively fresh, uh, but we already work with a number of enterprise level, cli level clients who actually see benefit of that model. Because what we allow them to do is to give them access to sometimes very niche skills and then unprecedented kind of uh, a short time, right? Like to the extent that we've had cases where entire teams were dispatched within 24 hours from getting a client request. Prez, who's your target market, uh, whether it's size of company or, or part of the world? Um, and what is your typical sort of opening pitch to a prospect? So geography-wise, uh, we are focusing on the markets that are used to working in the offshoring model. Uh, so that's mainly North America, US, Canada, and also Europe and Israel. So that's kind of our core uh, focus when it comes to uh, generating demand. Company size-wise, we've been actually experimenting kind of across the spectrum, and I will see. I'll tell you what our initial assumption was and what we see kind of as we as we progress on our journey. Our initial initial assumption was uh, let's sell it directly to the enterprise, which we did, uh, but it's a lengthy process, as you know, right? You know, you can get a sponsor in the IT organization or the procurement organization or uh, innovation division that will love the model, but then going through all of the formalities uh, can take uh, quite a few months. To, uh, to do that. Then we, uh, then we actually figured out a few other things. First of all is that there is a number of what we call like tier one IT services suppliers. So uh, kind of mid-size uh, to large-size IT organizations who struggle with the tech talent gap on their own. And we also mm -hmm. become kind of a tier two supplier to them. And this, this model is working for us quite effectively. We are also talking to some of the MSPs out there uh, for our solution to be part of uh, the total workforce management that they are offering to their huge clients, right? So there are various ways in which we are going to the market. Uh, and there is also SMEs, right, uh, that we are kind of trying to, to tackle in more traditional approach, you know, through digital advertising, et cetera. And what's sort of the opening pitch to them? What problem are you solving? Is it just get talent that you can't get to or is there something more? Well, we, we start with helping them to close the tech talent gap, right? And uh, the, that was basically kind of the, the, the initial idea for building Talent Alpha and the, the key problem that we were solving, and then explaining the, uh, uh, the, the mechanics of it, right? And once people get it, they actually see huge value in the model that, uh, that we are offering. Now, as we kind of traveled the world and we spent last year pretty much you know, go attending different conferences really to see where this concept would be sticky, uh, uh, mm -hmm. you know, seven out of 10 conversations we we would have with people they were saying like we get the model the model is great but the technology you guys are building it's even more interesting right so that kind of put us on the trajectory that you know maybe we are not only kind of in this uh, talent platform business but perhaps in the software as a service business so we are actually as we speak in a process of uh, validating that hypothesis whether not only mm -hmm. the small guys who are using our technology today to map their talent would be interested in it but maybe there is some bigger opportunity in, in larger accounts that uh, we believe are pretty much blind when it comes to the workforce they already have on board. Gotcha. So you mentioned SaaS model. Is, what's, how's the pricing breakdown? Is it a subscription model? Is it based on size or seats? How does the pricing break down? Well, so 
when it comes to leveraging the virtual bench, which is our core offering right now, you know, we basically add a margin to whatever uh, uh, GSV comes through our platform. So basically, the the, the uh, partners who are uh, exposing their uh, talent through our platform, they are giving us rates, and we are adding uh, you know a margin on top of that. When it comes to the SaaS. Uh, we make it free up to 150 seats, uh, and then there is a pricing model. It's a basically a, a per seat model, depending on how many profiles you'd like to map it out. To be honest, we are kind of in the process of figuring, figuring that out and, and, and trying to test the market to see what would work best for the SaaS piece. Yeah, so this sounds like almost an evolution, I mean, especially from a technology standpoint of RPO. Uh, it's definitely a different take on it. Uh, have you had any interest or are you working with any RPOs uh, out there today, just from a partnership standpoint? We do. Uh, and we do have, uh, we do participate in in, uh, in bits with them. As I mentioned, there are a number of RFPs where we were brought as uh, as part of the kind of the holistic solution the RPO would offer to their own clients. Moreover, we are also building partnerships with some of the uh, VMS uh, uh, providers uh, out there, some of the largest ones. We are already working on uh, uh, integration where Talent Alpha would become basically an app in their ecosystem. So when the company has a requisition to be filled, you know, they could query our database and we would offer them uh, required talent based on what we see in our portfolio. Excellent. So this, what's the end state for Talent Alpha? You're, you're, you're growing right now. You're targeting North America. What's the end state? What do you see the end state for what you're doing? You become a hub. What does that look like? Well, the, the grand vision is to, you know, to, uh, to index the talent around the world uh, and make sure that we can help this talent to connect with the right opportunities, which you could say, you know, LinkedIn has a very similar vision, but I think we are putting our vision on steroids, right? Um, uh, because we don't want it to be a recruitment platform. We want to be this uh, platform that basically facilitates this uh, kind of uh, API economy where, uh, where, where jobs can freely flow. Now, we are in a... Uh, in a VC game. We raised a pretty substantial seed round in May of last year. We raised $5 million. Uh, that makes us one of the largest seed rounds in the region. Uh, so we need to kind of uh, follow up that game, right? So the end state would be some type of an exit, whether it's through the M&A and one of the industry players, either in the recruitment space or more in the technology space remains to be seen, or IPO, but God knows, you know, where the markets are going to take us these days. <laughs> no shit, right? Now, is that $5 million US dollars, Prez? Yes. That was five million years ago. Oh yeah. Who's your biggest threat? You just mentioned LinkedIn. Could they prospectively pivot since they do have so many profiles? Could they pivot to this model, do you believe? Or is there another organization that's out there that's more, I would say, well suited to be able to pivot into something like this? We see LinkedIn trying to get deeper when it comes to understanding and mapping taxonomies of skills of individuals, uh, uh, but uh, I'm not sure how successful they are, especially that their taxonomies are rather shallow uh, for, for those IT skills. I, I haven't mentioned that on any every single profile in our database we can capture today already up to 500 data points, right? And our uh, tech skill taxonomies are, are very complex. Like we've mapped out, you know, core IT roles, uh, I believe, to an unprecedented level of detail when you get full visibility of uh, the skills an individual has. So I think LinkedIn would have to 
try a bit more. Like I, I think people update their LinkedIn profiles kind of in only in a various number of scenarios. Typically, when they are ready to shift jobs, right? Uh, we 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 change the model where we are giving our technology for these companies to basically manage talent on our platform, and therefore we are getting kind of access to a very accurate and up to date inventory. And moreover, we put on top of that a mobile app that kind of in a pull survey way allows us to keep uh, enhancing that uh, data model with additional insights. So LinkedIn, potentially, yes. Uh, I see also uh, our friends from Upwork and TopTal trying to move with this kind of enterprise-level offering as well. Uh-huh. Uh, but again, their, their underlying business model, which is the business-to-freelance model, I think causes them a bit more trouble. I think in one of your last shows, you were talking about some of the issues Upwork is facing with you know, the changes to their policies. So. Stupid moves, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Prez, I, I hate to be the, the bear of bad news, but uh, this coronavirus is spreading around the world. The recession word is being thrown around pretty regularly regularly these days. How is your business sort of prepared for a downturn in the economy or is it? Well, we are in the process of figuring out what this all means to us. And we believe that it creates a, a potential number of opportunities for in, in what we do. First of all, I believe uh, this will drive uh, the adoption, let's call it on the supply side or on the s- small and medium-sized enterprise side when it comes to using our technology to map talent. Uh, because some of these organizations with whom we are working today will be stressed when it comes to their future, right? Uh, I expect uh, projects getting cut uh, and uh, and they often case work with uh, small companies kind of in the neutral models. So I think they will struggle with having their uh, pipelines filled. That I believe will drive our adoption. Now on the demand side of that model, uh, uh, I, I think the large enterprises will also follow the suit, meaning that they will uh, start looking into cost savings and, and trying to uh, get creative on how to live in this new reality. And I believe that this human cloud that we are preaching and uh, you know, not, not uh, having the necessity of hiring the talent in-house or even, even having it as a permanent staff, you know, uh, allowing it to work remotely would be one of the uh, potential solutions that they will seek. So I think the aftermath, we are going to definitely wake up in a totally different world once uh, the, this is done and over. Um, but, you know, many successful startups were actually born in the crisis era. And, uh, you know, Airbnb, I think, was, uh, was born during the, the last one. All right, Prez, that's the bell. It's time to be raided by us and face the firing squad. Are you ready? I am ready. Bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'll go ahead and uh, I'll go first. You know, this is a, there are a lot of people doing this or some variation of this, um, which is obviously validation uh, for the business. It's also an incredible challenge to uh, compete with bigger players, publicly traded players, players with a lot of money, um, you know, really nicely funded ownership, et cetera. Um, so, you know, for me, the, the market is there. Um, my challenge is, is the uniqueness there and the ability to cut through the clutter of the competition there. Obviously, as the economy is doing very well and it's very tough to find people, particularly IT folks and engineers, et cetera, you're going to get a lot of people taking phone calls to figure out how we can get more uh, engineers and IT professionals to the door. In a recessionary environment, um, you know that could be a challenge for you. Um, because recruiters are going to get laid off, companies aren't going to hire, they aren't going to have a need for your service, et cetera. Um, and that's going to affect everybody, not just not just you. Um, I think you know 
marketing wise, the site, uh, you know, I think you could, you know, you're sort of in the, the infant stages there, but you have a lot of room to grow, um, in terms of finding your niche, finding your groove. Um, I think the 5 million in funding that you got is going to give you a nice bit of, uh, runway, um, to figure that out, to, to, you know, withstand the, the coronavirus, uh, scare, however long, however long that lasts any recessionary terms. So, Definitely not uh, the guns for me, um, but also I think with the competitive landscape, um, the economic landscape that we're looking at, I think that you've got a lot of work to do. So for me, it's a golf clap. Thank you, sir. Chad. All right, man. So everyone's trying to close the tech talent gap. Um, And we also saw kind of like forms of these things about 10, 15 years ago. Alliance Q, Job Fox. The problem with them was they weren't attacking it the way that you are. They weren't using the the, the monetary and, and almost uh, the heroin drip that you are to be able to, to lure talent directly to projects. The coronavirus will kick some companies in the ass. There's no question. I don't believe it'll be yours. I think you know many are doing this, like the Upworks so on and so forth, as, as Joel had mentioned, but they aren't set up the way that you're set up. And they're not making money in some cases, the way that you can actually go after the money with all of these resources that are left on the bench. They're not really working into a virtual bench, especially around technology, which again, everybody's trying to close that gap. So I think crisis will definitely thin the herd but you'll be the strong bull that comes out on top. You'll be the ones, uh, one of those that I believe the RPOs who have tons of fucking cash will be looking at you to evolve how they're doing the technology side of their play. And overall, I think this is nothing but a big applause. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Hell yeah. <laughs> awesome. Good job, Prez. How do you feel? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thank you. Excellent. Always good to speak to some industry experts. Excellent, man. Chad, thus endeth another firing squad and we we out. out. This has been the firing squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Chief podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the firing squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.